Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 2 of Toronto at Large. I am your loving and life host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Also at Toronto at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us, because we just want to be loved. Yes, yes we do. And... Um, just a reminder, despite the fact that we are going off the air, we will not be going offline. So Gerard Large on Facebook and Twitter will remain. I uh, will endeavor to sort of revamp our web presence so that we can still disseminate uh, the information that we get in a form that will um, reflect that we are no longer a broadcast. Uh, I know we've received many inquiries. And uh, let me see. <laughs> let me see. I'm getting all kinds of stuff. Oh, my head. Oh, okay. Too much incoming. Wish I had seen it, uh, but I was out warming up my coffee. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it. But um, yes. And so, uh, but yeah, many of our archives are going to remain uh, available. So I haven't decided yet whether or not all of the archives are going to be made available, and I probably shouldn't have made that announcement because I'm sure the Democratic operatives that track this show will be busy about the business of downloading as much as they can in case I run for some office they don't want me to get, which is just about any office I would ever run for, <laughs> so that we can we could uh, you know live the joys of sound clip hell from out of context and all that other fun stuff, but. Um, you know, and as I've said on multiple occasions, we are, uh, you know, we are looking at other ways that we can continue to disseminate information. It's just under the current arrangement, under the current paradigm, it just really can't be done anymore. I, uh, I just, I just don't have the where, the wherewithal to continue to do everything. It's funny. I, I heard from another um, uh, radio talk show host who was amazed when they learned uh, that. I do all of the stuff that I do by myself. <laughs> and then they said, oh, yeah, okay, now that I know that, totally understand why, <laughs> why you need to take a break. <laughs> and this is a fellow that I, uh, you know, uh, solid conservative, does a great show. Uh, somebody I've not actually personally met, but uh, um, anyway, it was, it was nice to hear that the, uh, the effort... Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot that went on. We get uh, a fellow in Manchester. You know, it, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, there are some people out there who uh, claim uh, that they they're news organizations like uh, well Manchester Inklink, right? Carol Robidoux. She really didn't want to have anything to do with us. Because we have an opinion and it would taint her journalistic, uh, her, her, her journalistic integrity. Okay, that's fine. Uh, she is like the one media outlet that hasn't picked up the fact that this show is going up off the air. Which is fine. But I just wonder whether or not that is uh, part and parcel of her journalistic integrity. 
know, I'm sure the union leader hasn't always been a fan of mine, but they, you know, they understand that this show going off the air is an event in the community, and I want to thank them for the coverage um, uh, of it. <clears throat> and uh, maybe those of you who are Manchester Inc. linkers, and it's a publication that I do that I do read. Um, and I find I find it strange though, because for all the things that she covers. I've 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 found it strange how little mention there has been of of yours truly over the uh, over the last school board term. It's not like I sit there and twiddle my thumbs, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I do want to thank Ed Nail. His effort uh, in being with us has been extraordinary, and I can't I can't say enough. I mean, I've learned a great deal, and uh, you know, with his help, we have we have been. You're advocates for a cause, and, and there can be no greater cause in a democratic republic where the integrity of the system matters. There can be no—we we fight our battles with, with ballots, not bullets here in this, in this country, and that's important. So if somebody, is, if, if somebody who is not entitled to cast a ballot is allowed to participate, then it has repercussions for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> one of our loyalists. She is worried about journalistic integrity when she is a constant uh, feature of uh, Moose and Peter White show, the most idiotic sophomoric infantile program on the radio. Yeah, well, that's Carol's way of saying she doesn't like me because of my point of view. You know, I've never been anything other than gracious and extending to uh, to Carol. And, uh, well, hey, what can you do? So, uh, but this is what media outlets do when they don't like your point of view. They, they, they align themselves and try to provide a media alternative uh, for, for folks to try to encourage uh, things. It never, uh, it never does. But here's the, uh, the most uh, recent offering from uh, Manchester Inklink Police. Have you seen this beer can thief? Police are seeking the public's help in finding a man who threatened a clerk with a knife for a can of beer after his credit card was declined. So, you know, you want to if if you basically want a police blog for your news, then you know there's Manchester Inc. Link. What can I tell you? Um, <laughs> and you know why we don't do cop stories here? I mean, we do some, we do do some. But, you know, the whole news read could be this police department is looking for that. They captured this bad guy. They, I try to pick up the ones that um, have a point to them, not the sort of routine run of the mill, which I've never quite understood why police departments do PR the way they do. I, I look at this and say, what, what exactly are you trying to accomplish here? And I'm convinced that um, the people who in charge of writing for police departments should not be police officers. Although they do provide us with uh, some of the more interesting phrases that we, uh, we've liked in the past. Like they transitioned him to the ground. <laughs> that, that remains my favorite. He was transitioned to the ground. <laughs> anyway. So, um Yeah. There was a uh, a presentation last night. Uh, Senator Dallas said one of our loyal listeners in Manchester writes last night's meeting opened with a proclamation from Dallas, Sandro Kavanaugh and Susie honoring the Manchester firefighters. It ended with O'Neill 
fail, uh, falling all over himself, play, praising the police. It was so political, so obviously partisan. It was sickening, writes our Manchester. Uh, uh, and, and I saw that last night. And, you know, here it is. Um, you've got the uh, you've got the firemen and not to take anything away from chief going in in the fire department. They were being recognized, I guess, for safe station. I was only half paying attention. Um, but here come three Democratic senators. With a proclamation all of a sudden now praising the Manchester Fire Department after the election, of course, because to praise them before the election would be to imply credit to Republican Mayor Ted Gatzis. Uh, and at a time where an incoming administration is likely to be presented with the uh, demands of the firefighters contract and uh, demands that Mayor Ted Gatzis vetoed, a veto that was upheld, but it had to be vetoed because it passed. And so the question becomes, if the firemen come back with this contract, if the firemen come back, do the votes still exist to pass it? And if so, will Joyce Craig allow it to pass? And that is not an inconsequential question because that contract is not a big ticket item. It is a huge ticket item. And the contracts that passed last night, the school district one, you know, I was, I was agnostic on it. I didn't have any real reason to oppose it. Oh, I'm getting a note saying Carol did mention I was leaving the show. I have not seen that. Hold on. She mentioned it the morning the news broke. Hmm. I went and did a search on her site. I couldn't find it. So if I have to retract that, I will retract it. So thanks to uh, thanks to our loyal listener Jane who uh, saw it, but that still doesn't change the fact. It just still doesn't change anything else that I said. Um, but I'll go back and see if I can find it. She also said tongue in cheek that they uh, could now have you on the show. <laughs> they were negative. Moose and the other guy saying your three listeners must be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. She's still as blue as my eyes, blearily slanted views. <laughs> so, but that's, that's, that's the, that's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that, uh, people like that, uh, do. And, um, all right. Well, so me and my three listeners, huh? Oh, well, I guess they and their four are bigger than we are, but, so on these contracts, <laughs> actually, I'm not even sure that Moose and White listen to themselves. Uh, but when um, when these contracts come before the board, I mean, Gats has vetoed the police support contract, right? What do we know about the police department? We know that they don't even have enough money to cover their severance costs. But the board of aldermen just added at least eighty, uh, about eighty five thousand dollars to the police department budget when they already don't have enough money to pay their existing expenses, uh, and they've added another $85,000 to that budget for next year, when they know they have to replace $2.7 million worth of surplus funds, which if they had followed the law in the city, um, they would have taken half of that $2.7 million, put it in the city's radio... um, Hmm... Okay, now I'm confused. 95.3 didn't see it on her blog. Oh, 
Okay, so she didn't put it on her website. They put it on 95.3? Hmm. All right. Oh, there it is. So she took the occasion of my... Of course, this was someone who was looking for the story for me over the weekend because she got a hold of it. And, you know, she wanted to... Now, I didn't see it because I, sh- I basically don't go to Facebook or email over the weekend. And if I do, it's in a very limited way. Um, so I guess... I guess because, uh, you know, the union leader came out with it before she did, she's going to ignore it. Eh, that's fine. I, I never did operate that way, and I don't think it's cool to operate that way because I think if your goal is to serve the public by providing them information, it shouldn't matter who had it first. It should matter that it's important that it be known. But that's just me. What can I say? So back on these contracts. So you have uh, all these Democrats now praising the fire department. And as you recall, the fire department was a big political issue. Joyce Craig criticizing mayor Ted Gatzis for mismanagement because the fire chief had to threaten to shut down a fire station to get adequate funding for this, that, and the other thing. So is this a prelude? These, these three democratic senators coming forward with this commendation from the New Hampshire Senate just a week after the election in praise of them while contract negotiations are raging and the fire unions are likely to come back with the same deal, a deal that the Democrats think they should get because, well, gee, we always give police and fire basically the same thing, despite the fact that the police contract alone was big enough to surpass the amount of money allowed to be raised under the tax cap last year. So now you're going to have two contracts that in and of themselves in each and every year are big enough to overcome the amount of money allowed to be raised under the tax cap. And we're going to do this in the name of fairness. Yeah, I think there was some political motivation there last night. Pave the way for the golden child. And the and the adoring public will welcome them with great fanfare. This is Gerard at large.